I have to like psych myself up for this intro. Hype, 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 hype. Dope. What's that? Oh no, Breaking Bad. The guy goes like tight, 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 tight. Tight, tight, tight. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Brooklyn Nine Nine, not Breaking Bad. Walter White's like. No, I know, but it's like the guy from Breaking Bad goes like tight, 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 and then Jake Peralta goes like cool, 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 No doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Hello, welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Today we are talking about Masterpiece Theater by Marianas Trench, released in 2009 under 604 Records, and my guest is Natalie. It's me. Natalie, back for a fifth time. Fifth time's the charm. Fifth time's the charm. Congratulations. So excited to have you back. You made a point of saying uh, we, we were you were going to come back for your fifth time. Last time you were here, you were gunning for the record, and now you're tied. Tied for f- most times on the pod. Oh, man. I need to be in the lead. I need to step up my game. You're going to have to keep coming back. We need more emo music in this We world. need more emo music, clearly. Well, that's. I was thinking about that actually today because this is the... So you've been on... This is your fifth time. Third emo record you've done. Yes. So clearly you have a genre. I do. I guess I do. I haven't like grown up, I guess. <laughs> New music? <laughs> What's that? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Kids are listening to like Doja Cat and stuff. And I'm just like, nope. Um, I would like to listen to Marianne's Trench, My Chemical Romance, Taking Again. Back Sunday. I'm <laughs> telling you. I want to relive my youth. I want to relive my youth. And I think there's no better, there's no better album to relive our youth than Masterpiece Theater. Oh I had God. such a fun time listening to this album. Living during this album. Absolutely living. Better than I like ever remembered it. It's so great. And I'm so excited to hear, uh, I'm so excited to hear your thoughts on it. Um, you are joining us once again via Zoom. We in Ontario, Ontario, Canada are transitioning into phase two, phase three. Um, but uh, we still, still can't just be together just yet, but we're making progress. We're getting there. We're getting there and we're doing what we can. We're yeah. adapting, we're overcoming, <laughs> we're thriving. We're crying. We're crying a lot, but that's We're okay. That's it's part cool. of the whole process, you know. Part gonna... of the process. But on that note, that's a really sad note. Yeah. But... <laughs> what have I done positive in COVID? I don't know. Didn't even bake bread. <laughs> well, these have been very positive. I like. I've been. I've been loving doing the virtual pods. I've been loving like even just seeing everybody's faces on Zoom. It's been so nice. And I mean, it's been what four or five months since I've seen you in the flesh. So even just having like every single day. I know. So even just having the opportunity to see you right now, even though we're not in the same room, is great. Nat, let's talk a little bit about how Mariana's Trench came to be. Tell me. Do you know any? Uh, do you know a lot about them? Do you know about their origin or where they're from? I know they're Canadian. They are indeed. Were they from the West Coast, maybe? They you are said that indeed. once. I only yes. know that because you texted me that. But um, Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that does seem something I would text to somebody um, of urgent, like of urgent importance like yeah. did you know Marianne's trench is from yeah. the west coast no you definitely said something like yeah the west coast boys blah blah blah, blah. assuming i would know that they were west coast boys and i didn't <laughs> but now you know and now i know and i know the the main guy's name's um it's not gordon ramsay josh ramsay josh ramsay you are correct imagine gordon ramsay's like gordon ramsay's singing about how to make the perfect beef wellington he's like just like super pop punk energy and he's just like and here's another steak that's away from you another you know my favorite thing about gordon ramsay is like if you watch any of his cooking videos on youtube he's just like adds in these comments where he's like now he's like chop up the shallots throw them in the pan beautiful and he's like like (laughs) amazing and he'll be like look at that 
beautiful. Smell it. Like, he just like to the camera. He's like, it's just, he's like that aroma. Beautiful. Look at that. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Like, <laughs> it's just my favorite thing. I'm like, I wish I loved anything as much as Gordon Ramsay loves looking at his food that he's making. But anyways. Chop those shallots. Chop those shallots. Beef Wellington. Perfect risotto. Perfect risotto. <laughs> oh god okay well anyways we're not going to talk anymore about gordon ramsay we got to talk about josh ramsay so mariana's trench they are a canadian four-piece pop punk band hailing from vancouver bc originally formed in 2001 by josh ramsay our boy and his friend from high school matt webb who plays lead guitar and they were later joined by mike alien ian castleman who play bass and drums respectively their debut album was called Fix Me, and it was released in 2006 under 604 Records, which, fun fact, is the record label formed by Nickelback's own Chad Kroger. Ooh, give it up for Chad, everybody. Give it up for Chad, Avril's ex-husband. The album Fix Me had three big singles, Say Anything, Decided to Break It, and Shake Tramp. But <sighs> sh- I know Decided to Break It is great, but Shake Tramp is the best. But Say Anything was the first song that I heard by um, Manus Trench. And I loved it instantly. It was amazing. But That's you didn't love Shake Tramp instantly? Oh, I, of course I love Shake Tramp instantly. But I, I think I heard Say Anything first. And that was like what introduced me to Marianas Trench. Interesting. I definitely heard Shake Tramp first. I remember because I was watching the music video on Much Music. And I was like, what is this? But then... He's like running down the street. Yeah, like, but then also skanking? like... There's... No, not skanking. What is that called when you do that? That movement he does down the street? Scatting? No. What? He was skanking. He was skanking skanking. down the street. Is that what it's called? No. (laughs) I was just kind of hoping it was because you were like, yeah, he was skanking. And I was like, verb? (laughs) Is this a verb now? No, you know, like that movement he does where it's like the kick and the shut and the kick and the... Should I demonstrate? I'll do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see it. He's like... (laughs) He was dancing down the street? Strutting? Oh, that's the verb. Yeah, I was looking for (laughs) dancing. What no, is like walking like, down the street? <laughs> that was like an emo kid dance move. It's like what you did at all the concerts in the mosh pit. People like would skank around in a <laughs> circle. I don't yeah, know. they'd skank around totally. Uh, I actually don't know. It'll come to us like an hour from now when we're doing the pod. Just scream it out when it comes. Yeah. To okay. Okay. So this came out in 2006. So I would have been Children. 12. Yeah, and you would have been 13. Let's call it roughly. Um, and I remember <laughs> your prime years. <laughs> But they said, um, that's the song where they go like, try a little more, a little more, a little more, slap you like a bitch and you take it like a whore, which is very racy for a 12 year old to be singing. And I remember being like, always so like, oh, like, I hope my mom doesn't hear me listening to this. I'd be like, I'd have it in my headphones, big singles off that record. And it was a success and it gave them the opportunity to tour alongside their fellow Canadian band. Remember Faber Drive? Oh, we started singing two different songs. but i started singing um when i'm with you do you remember the song where it's like when i'm with you i'll make every second count because i miss you they were good they were good can you imagine being like 12 years old and going to see faber drive in mariana's trench at like rebel or something that would have been the dream yeah, I remember I almost went to a Mariana's Trench concert and I wanted to go so bad, but the only seat available was, they were like, obstruction behind a post. And I was like, so I'd be behind the post the whole time or would there be like, just like, can I see past this post? I have bought tickets with obstruction, not worth it. I was like, I'm going to save so much money and I'm going to figure out a, a way about around this. It's not worth it. I saw Leon Bridges literally th- like this. 
I was like, oh, where'd he go? <laughs> there he is. Like, it was, yeah, it was, it's not worth it. So I'm glad that you didn't waste your money on well, a post Well, I never version. got to see them, so. They still tour though, man. We could see them now. Not right now because COVID, but like, you know, after. I'll just be like, only if you play Masterpiece Theater. <laughs> or Ever After. Fallout, Desperate Measures, Haven't Had Enough. Come on. Those are big tunes too. Okay, okay, okay. I haven't, what did I tell you? I'm stuck in the past. It's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Forward. It's good for you to be stuck in the past today because we're talking about this album. Second yes. record, Masterpiece Theater, the one we're talking about today, released in 2009, debuted at number four on the Canadian Albums Chart and has since gone double platinum. The Phoenix New Times have said that on this album, Josh Ramsey pushed himself vocally and the lyrics are heartfelt and meaningful, not your typical pop punk music. Very Five, true. Very true. Five big singles off this record, Cross My Heart, All to Myself, Beside You, Celebrity Status, and Good to You. And they're all so good. And they're all so good. Um, and that year was a big year for them in the Canadian music world. They were nominated for four MMVAs. They won one, and the album itself won Pop Recording of the Year at the Western Canadian Music Awards. Since then, the band has toured Canada and the U.S. They've experimented with electronic and symphonic sounds, and they have given us some very memorable music videos in the process. Mm-hmm. So, Nat, before we go into talking about the album in detail... We've got a couple drinks in front of us. I've got a drink in front of me. You've got a drink in front of you. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what it's called that we're drinking today? I do. It's called an Acadian. That's as far as I remember. Acadian maple sour. Yes. And this drink is in honor of one of the tracks on the record called Acadia. Yes. And I was very happy to know that this drink existed because I was like, perfect. I don't know what I'm going to do for this album. If you want to make one for yourself at home, what you'll need to do is get yourself a shaker in that shaker put ice and then put two ounces of either whiskey or bourbon, half an ounce of maple syrup, three to four ounces of fresh lime juice, shake it all up, pour it into a glass and add a splash of soda and you're good. All right, Nat. So you're a teenager. You love emo music. How did you start listening to Mariana's Trench? I was actually trying to think of why and how I started listening to them. And I think I had like a friend in high school who was really into music and so she always had all like the hip tunes and all the like the hip tunes um, and all like the the good music. So I would always just ask her, like, send me like all of your music. And if this was over MSN, of course, she would send me music over MSN and she sent me say anything. That was like the, the biggest, like the first one that I knew and that I heard and I loved it. It was so emo and so many feelings. He's like, I can come with stuff so I can feel something. Anyways, so emo, so emo. (laughs) I was into it. And then I don't know how I started, I guess, because I was listening to them from their first album, I guess when they came out with this one, I must've just started listening to it. I remember distinctly having a playlist in my iTunes that was MCR, Fall Out Boy, Marinus Trench and Headley. That was like, oh my God. That's like the quafecta. Is that a word? (laughs) It's the quafecta (laughs) of good music. (laughs) That's all you needed. Because I was was obsessed with Headley. And Manus Trench had like a very kind of like similar sound. And I think I was listening to them. It was like, I remember grade 10 was like my like Headley year. So it must have been my Marinus Trench year as well. Yeah. 16. That was like... Quafecta. Chef's kiss. Quafecta. Yeah. Risotto. Perfect risotto. Perfect risotto. Is that it? Sorry, I don't want to make sure that. Do you yeah, have yeah, more to say? Like, that's it. That's it. We're ending on quafecta. Um, are you done? <laughs> no, because there was an awkward pause. I was like, is she done talking? <laughs> no, but anyways, no. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't cutting you off. But that is your that is your Marianne's trench journey, and I love it. 
So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so uh, perfect risotto. Perfect risotto. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. So I started listening to Mariana's Trench probably similar around the same time you did. Like I mentioned um, in the intro, I saw the video for Shake Tramp, thought it was really fun, thought it was really, um, like, didn't take itself too seriously. It was just fun music. And skanking. it was like, it was skanking. It was kind of re- kind of racy and a little bit like, ooh, like, I don't know if I should be listening to this because I'm 12, but also like I wanted to. And the more, but the more I listened to them. So I wasn't really a big fan of Fix Me, to be honest. Like I knew the singles that we talked about, like Say Anything, Decide to Break It, Shake Tramp. And I think I knew Alibis, which I think was off that album, Masterpiece Theater, and then the one after, Ever After, were like my jams, 100%. Um, In the process, developed a major crush on Josh Ramsey. I just, all of the, like, all of the bands that you were naming, the Blue Hair Man and the Emo Slice, but like all those bands that you named, so like MCR, Headley, Marinus Trench, Fall Out Boy, Billy Talent, like I. Billy Talent, how can I forget Billy Talent? They were definitely how could you also forget? in that playlist. Definitely. How could you forget Billy? Oh Talent? my god, of course they were in that playlist. They were the friggin' best. But so Thank I you. developed like these like very obsessive crushes on like the front men. You well, know? not in Fall Out Boy. We talked about this, Pete Wentz. He's like okay, fine, but like okay, the basis. But Gerard Way, absolutely. Josh Ramsey, hundred percent. Jacob Hogarth, in light of recent events, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Choices. Cho- <laughs> No, not a perfect risotto. <laughs> oh my not god, a perfect risotto. Subpar. Subpar. That is not British. Subpar. Oh my god. We need new material. <laughs> I seriously do. Oh my god. Anyways, all the front men, all the bands that I was obsessed with during that time, I was like into it. I was like, these are the loves of my life. I love them. Ben Kobolesic from Billy Talent, I was like obsessed with him and I still have a huge crush on him even to this day. But I also just liked the fact that like they always brought this fun, effortless energy to everything that they did. So yeah, like they had fun, fun mom energy. Um, this could be an office or a nursery. None of this is going to make it in the episode. What I liked about them is that they always brought a really fun energy. I'm doing it. What I liked about Mariana's Trench is that they always brought a really fun energy to everything that they did. Didn't take themselves too seriously. They didn't take themselves too seriously, Nat. Like, I remember watching the MMVAs one year and they were on like the red carpet. And you know, the MMVAs, they just shut down Queen Street, basically, like Queen West. And I remember them like walking down Queen West with this giant party sub, like a sub sandwich, like a 20 foot long sub sandwich. And they get to like, I I think, feel like the VJ at the time was like, Tim Deegan or, or Devin or one of those guys. And they were like, what are you doing? Like, why'd you bring this giant sandwich? And Josh Ramsey was like, we brought a party sub because we like to party. And I was like, touche. <laughs> Makes sense. Nothing wrong with this logic. <laughs> but that's the thing. They just did stupid shit. But it was like, it was funny. And it like, it again, like it was just, they were making fun of themselves almost. Like it was, I don't know. I just, I, I always really liked that about them. And their songs just always bring me back to like such a happy place. Like I remember Mm -hmm. even when I got older being in like university and being in my kitchen with my roommates and like cooking dinner, listening to Mariana's Trench. Like we just, we all loved it because we all grew up with it. Even if you weren't like an emo kid, like it was, it was popular enough for you to like Mariana's Trench, Mm -hmm. but it was still like niche enough that the emo kids could get behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I got to say like prepping for this album, I went on like a major bender of Canadian music. <laughs> Absolute bender. Like all of the Mariana's Trench music videos, Headley showed up, you know, again, probably not they smart. Always do. 
They always do somehow. Headley shows up. I went on a Faber Drive kick. Then I went into like Faber my Drive emo. Canadian? Faber Drive's Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And then That's do you remember like gender. State of Shock? If I had the money, honey, would you oh, love me? Yeah. Love? Those guys came in. Like it just all of these, all of these songs that I remember that were on Canadian radio, radio and that I would always sing along to and that I loved so much. Like it was just, it was a time. It was so nostalgic and so great. It was the perfect dojo. <laughs> Nat, I think it's time we go into the songs off of Masterpiece Theater. So where do you want to start the conversation today? What song, what's the first song that you love off of this album? It's you very have a, hard. You have a tendency to start with big songs. I know, I know. And I'm trying, I actually like didn't want to start with a huge song this time, but they have so many big hits on this record that it's hard not to. But as an homage to our Acadian drink, I will start with Acadia. Because Such a good tune. Oh, God. So why it's, do you love Acadia? I really, I like, for, I love it for the part where it goes, Acadia's gone. Oh, that's Just like the best riffs. part. Yeah. It's like, it's like millennial. Cause I don't know if you've ever heard of like those millennial whoop like thing and how like a lot of songs in like the early 2000s all had like the, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, whoops. And it was like millennials like calling, like every time there was like, that kind of sound in it. Millennials were like, yeah, again. It's like that meme of the kid turning the volume up to 11 yeah. and he's like screaming. <laughs> the song was just so good because I just feel like everyone can relate to like everything he's saying that it's like, you know, back in the day, um, we're like, we're just living life and it's so good. And, um, you know, the songs that bring you back to those times and all that stuff. It's just like, it's such a relatable song, such a feeling that everybody has about reminiscing about the old days about listening to that music that brings them back to it. And I don't get how Acadia applies to this song. (laughs) So, okay. So I I did a little bit of research because for the longest time, for the longest time, I thought Acadia was about a girl named Acadia. Oh. And like, I, if a song has a girl's name in it or it's like named after a girl, like Mama, I was, I wrote down (laughs) Savannah. I'm like, sign me up. I'm on board. Savannah by Arkells, Jamie All Over by Mayday Parade, Check Yes Juliet, Ballad of Mona Lisa, Lorelei by Styx. I'm like, believe me, it. Natalie. Believe me, Natalie. Like, Jenny was a friend of mine. I'm in it. Like, I want all of it now. And so I always assumed that Acadia was about a girl. And he says, like, Acadia is gone. So I'm like, oh, it's like a past love, oh, like Acadia, love maybe me. a first love. Yeah, it's like, Acadia, no, don't go, please. <laughs> please, Acadia. <laughs> But then there's a, there is a part, and this is what confused me. And this is what prompted me to do a little bit of research because he says in the bridge, I believe, remember when 1712 Acadia road fell, they tore the house down. So I learned in my research that 1712 Acadia road was Josh Ramsey's home address in BC. Oh, and like, so it's, it's for me, this song is like nostalgic because it's talking all of those things you mentioned too, about like living life and like when things are simple and you're a kid and you're just kind of like it's like your most important thing is like being around your friends and like having fun and, and doing stuff like that. I think that part of it still lives in the song, but for Josh Ramsey, it's also about like a place and a place that's also no longer there. Right. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. It wasn't. So again, it wasn't like a huge jam for me back in 2009. I think I definitely stuck to the hits, like the singles mostly. Um, but I, I, I do love it listening to it now. And it reminds me a lot of, I know we're talking a lot about Headley and we really shouldn't, but it does remind me of like, old school by Headley. Like, I feel like it's got mm-hmm. that same, same kind, of, kind of vibe, same kind of vibe. 
in listening to it, it also got me thinking a lot about how I was feeling when I decided to move to Toronto and like leaving my parents' house, like mm-hmm. that kind of mixed excitement and nervousness and fear of like growing up and moving on and doing something big like that. Um, and mm-hmm. like moving out of my parents' home in Oakville and being so stoked about it, but also being like, but this was my, like, this was my home. This is where I grew up. And like, I had the luxury as a kid, like we didn't move around me and my family. Like I was born in the same house that my parents are still living in today. Like we've never moved. So I was so emotionally attached and you can get so emotionally attached to places. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's like your, your high school or like your dance studio or like a friend's garage where you used to like jam out, like it just, it's just cool to me that like we connect as humans to, to places in such a strong way. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love this song. It's a, it's a pop punk masterpiece, really. It's so good. Masterpiece theater. I once burned it onto a CD for my mom. Does she like it? I don't remember. That's all yes. I have to say about that story. <laughs> I, no, okay, you know, the reason, the reason I, I bring that up is because I'm living with my parents right now and I saw a mixed CD like in like a, by like our garage doors, like where my mom grabs her keys and stuff like that. It was a mixed CD I made for her like long time ago. And this was one of the songs that was on it. Such a good song. A nice, yeah. a good mom song. Yeah. Not too know, heavy. No, take it like a horse on this one. <laughs> no, take it like a horse. No, definitely don't burn that on CD for your mom. So I think I'm going to start with my favorite song. I'm going to go big. Go big. My favorite song on the album and probably my favorite Marianne's Trench song ever is All to Myself. Ah! It's so good. I was like, it's going to be that one or cross my heart. They're both big tunes, but all to myself, like it's got to be in the front. It's got to be the front runner. It's a hundred percent. Like if I were to sort, it's a bop. It's a certified grade a pop punk bop. It's so fun to sing along to. Like, it's just, it's so fun. So good. Again, it just, it doesn't take itself too seriously. I, I love the music video for this song. It's basically like in an office setting and like Josh Ramsey's like an accountant or like something boring. And then okay, the okay, girl. Wait. sorry, before you go on, I literally wrote my notes. What's the music video like? Ask Kiara. <laughs> <laughs> what? You should have watched it. You no, watch I, re- it. I remember there was a girl in a black dress, like yeah. walking around and he was following her. Anyways, tell us. So that sounds creepy. <laughs> I, just knew, I just knew you were going to talk about the music video. <laughs> Cause the music video is amazing. So let me set the scene. Let me paint this picture for you. Do it. So Josh Ramsey's like an accountant. He works really, really boring job. He's in one cubicle. Like three cubicles over is this like blonde girl. She's got glasses. She's wearing like pencil skirt. Super boring, super plain, but he's like in love with her, right? So the whole video is like Josh trying to get her attention and then like she tries to get his attention and they keep having these like dream sequences of each other of like them like making out or whatever, but then they get woken up and they're just dreaming at work again. And then in the bridge, the final bridge, they're like both like getting changed into like emo outfits and Josh Ramsey comes out in a black dress shirt, red tie, white blazer, black skinny jeans, studded belt. I believe they're red Converse. Maybe they're black. So classic. So classic emo. And then they like both see each other and she's wearing this tight black sequin dress and she has eyeliner on and she's got her hair all like messed up. She's like emo scene girl. And they like run into each other's arms and then they kiss and that's the end of the music video. So fun though. Such a fun music video. And it's just like, to me, I'm like, this song is about like just being so like, obsessed with someone and having such a big crush on someone where you're like, I want you all to myself. And then I love, there's a part right near the end of the song where it's just like, it builds up, it builds up, it builds up. And then he goes like, I want you all, all to, to myself. And he just goes for it. And then it goes into the chorus again. Yeah. Such a, such a huge banger. So you like this song too. Oh my God. The song. I mean, of course I love this song. It's so good. It's just like my, like, I'm just like bop. It's bop. It's a bop. It's, it's bop. bop. It is bop. It it's, is a bop. <laughs> 
perfect it is, it is perfect risotto it is perfect bop i just love i love the way his voice go, goes high in this one who doesn't and i love his like raspiness and it's just so good he's got and, like, like a growly energy josh yes. ramsey yeah it's like growly but like not like sultry growly it's like hype i don't know hype growly. funny kind of growl like it's just kind of like strained but like yeah. in a cool way yeah, yeah yeah it's like he's got a really sore throat but like i'm into it yeah and this song, like when I was listening to the song, I was like, man, I definitely made like lyric page. Like you remember when you were like doodling and you would like listen to music and like write down the lyrics to the songs in like cool artsy emo ways. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I was like, I was like, can't keep my filthy fucking mouth shut. Oh, like- hey. And like being, so this album was 2009. So being like whatever, 14, 15 and like saying fuck, I was like, oh, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> don't let my mom see it. She's going to be mad. <laughs> I used to write lyrics on like my, like do a tangs at school, mm-hmm. which was like probably not smart. Cause I'm sure my teachers read them, but I kept it pretty PG. It was like a lot of Mario's trench was a lot of, a lot of hinder. Did I ever tell you about the time that the song lips of an angel was stuck in my head for all of fourth year? It was stuck like, in your I, head for a whole year, a whole year. I would have that song on repeat in my head. And I would always think about, man, this song is in my head. And ma- like it would, it was actually in my head for a year. Like I would always just sing "Lips of an Angel." That's quite the song to be stuck in your head. But I mean, yeah. also a good song because it's like really good to hear your voice sing my and name. Also, like very like um, upsetting song. You're like Hinder, no. Yeah, Hinder, this man, your girlfriend, like your side piece. No, like your girlfriend's in the like his She's girlfriend's in literally room. in the next room. My cousin, the next room. The next room. Sometimes he wishes she was you. I was like, oh, scandal. Risky that you're on the phone right now. Yeah, she can hear you. In the video, he's like three feet away from her. It's not even like- My girl's over there. She's like, oh, I wonder who he's talking to. And he's literally like, I love you so much. And I would die for you. And don't worry about her. (laughs) That's my mom. (laughs) Talking to my boss. I love my boss so much. Um, Okay, Nat, what's another one that you want to talk about that you love? I don't want to get into the slow jams yet. I'm going to hold, hold back, hold, hold back. Save it. You know what? You started off with a big one. I'm going to go right into the next big one. Cross my heart. Big tune. hope to die. Absolutely. That song is so good. I'm like. It's so here's another day. Yeah. <laughs> I love the claps. Any song where you're like, you get just like silent. I'm like, sign me up. I'm in. You had me at the clap. You had me at the clap. <laughs> I'm there. And I literally like forgot this song existed me too totally me too and like it started playing and the words like I was I was literally in my room by myself like singing my parents were probably like what are you doing I forgot this song existed and the song started and I was like and he's in that day and I just the words are pouring out of my mouth and I was like I don't even know what words coming next and my mouth is just doing it like yeah it was, I was like this is the coolest thing ever it was so good and I was living for this song it was so good it's bop. such a huge tune it is bop, it's bop, a- bop, bop. Another certified bop on the record. Bop. Same thing. I like, I, I, I feel like because maybe I got sick of it. There was like a period of time where I was just like, I don't want to listen to this song anymore. So I feel like I kind of like blocked it from my memory. And then when it came up, when I was listening to it for the pod, I was just like, oh shit, cross my heart kind of slaps. <laughs> like I was like so in. <laughs> and then I learned that um, Rain Maida, who's the lead singer of Our Lady Peace, produced it. And I was like, that's an interesting tidbit or timbit because Canadians get it. 
puns for me it's like innocent enough where it's like you you have a crush on someone or you're like just starting to like someone we're not so far in the relationship stage yet where you're like declaring your undying love but it's just kind of like a cutesy like no like can't stand on my own anymore cross my heart and hope to die like it's just kind of like flirty and like fun mm-hmm. mom energy um, but fun then there's mom. also like there's just really fun parts I think to sing along to I like the part where he's like gonna get the pieces the pieces the pieces something good if I just a little that yeah what words does he ever say I don't know I don't know something that they do really well is they make it really easy for people to learn so there's a part in the bridge except for where- the words <laughs> okay except for those words but I mean like you can learn the beat really quick it's like you said it's interactive there's clapping and then in the in the bridge he's <laughs> interactive like, but it is follow along with your claps <laughs> hit the beats um <laughs> hit, hit the beats all right here we go <laughs> five six seven eight <laughs> but it is it is like it's audience participation everyone can you know they can do it but it's also a lot of repetition like in the lyrics themselves because he says like take me with you i start to miss you. like i shit you not like 20 fucking times they say that in yeah. the bridge so it's, and then it just builds up and then it goes into like the take me with you. I start to Exactly. So you can like listen to this song twice and you can probably learn the big, like the big choruses and the big bridge mm-hmm. and you just have to fill in the, the verses on your own. But I don't know. It's, it's such a fun song. I I'm so happy that like we were able to listen to this album again and I was able to relive it. Cause like, man, mm-hmm. so good. So well, I, feel, I feel like Mariners Trench in general, they have like such a recipe to their songs like their songs, like uh, listening to them, like one after another, you hear it's like first verse, chorus, second verse, chorus, very dramatic bridge that gets you hyped back to the chorus. Like they That's have this, like all songs are written. I feel like I no, I know, but oh. like I, there's a lot of um, other artists where you don't see that that kind of recipe as clearly. Like they kind of blend it a little bit more. But like with them, it's like so clearly every bridge they have is like damn this bridge is good and i'm hyped all over again it works and that's why every single song is a bop it's like how to write a pop song 101 how to write a catchy pop song 101 it's just insert catchy verses cheeky monkeys and then and and the cheeky monkeys and the (laughs) because some of the lyrics are kind of cheeky so like (laughs) cheeky monkeys and then fun chorus repetition vibrato yeah, falsetto. high notes, stuff like the falsetto, all of that. Okay, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep moving this along. I got to go to a sad jam because I it. love my sad jams, and it's gonna be good to you. Okay. Good Which to you. Version? The version with Jessica Lee. Aren't they? Don't they both have her in it? No, one version has Kate Vogel. Why would they have two versions with different girls in it? Oh, let me tell you. So oh. here we go. So Kate Vogel. She was on, I believe, the original version of Good To You on the album. And then Mariana's Trench did a contest for their fans. And they were like, send in a video of you singing Good To You, and you could be featured on it in the music video. So Jessica Lee, just your regular Canadian girl. And which one do you like? Not Jessica That version. No, I like the the version with this girl. Is is that the one that's like, so, okay, when I was listening to it on Spotify, the first one that came up, I was like, this is not the version I know. Have one's you seen the video? Like, one's more like slow jammy. I actually don't know. Okay, well, whichever one, it's the one on the CD. That's the good one. Okay, well, I like the one. So that's probably the one with the with the 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 original girl, not Jessica Lee. Yeah. Okay, probably. I like the one with Jessica Lee. But anyways, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. So first of all, it's not just a sad jam. Good to you is a sad jam duet. Mm-hmm. Even better. It's like. One step higher. One step higher than a sad jam. We got our sad jam lights. We got our sad jams and we got our sad jam duets. 
So like I said, Jessica Lee won this contest. She was able to be this like girl who duets with Josh and she got to be in the music video. And 14-year-old me was like, that should be me. <laughs> you how did the MCR all over again. I was so pissed. But also she's hella talented. So like, good on you. She slayed in the song. She slayed in the video. I'm going to go back to the videos again because I friggin' love Mariana's Trench music videos. This one, done in black and white with red accents. Oh, yes. I do remember this. So it's That's like... so 2000 of them to do that. So 2000s. It's like 1940s bar scene. Jessica Lee is singing up on the thing. She's wearing this like beautiful red dress and like... Oh, she's in the music video. She's in the music video. Okay, so maybe that's the one I do like. Maybe. I, I, it, it's gotta be. If that's the music video version, it's the single version. But so, and then like he like sees her singing and then she's got like this like crazy abusive boyfriend who comes in and like pulls her off the stage and pulls her away. And then like he like kind of, so rude, but he kind of like shoulders Josh Ramsey as he's like walking by. Like Josh Ramsey kind of like bitches out and like doesn't do anything about it. But then they like replay it again from the beginning. And it's when Josh Ramsey like stands up to him and they get into this big bar fight. And the guy almost kills Josh Ramsey, but then Josh Ramsey gets away at the last second. Man. Drama. So much drama in this video, but such a great video. He's a bartender. It's just, it's just my emo heart was so full in all of those moments. I sing both parts of this duet aggressively. Uh, Obviously, I, you have to. I, I can't, but like, I, like I'm just like I would be so good to you, Josh. I would be. I would treat you so well. <laughs> <laughs> this song is really hard to sing. It's like very not easy. It's very very hard to sing because it's just like I'm trying to think of the part that I always sing, but and like. I also had to quote a major MSN lyric that I definitely used to put on my MSN status, which was one of the parts that Jessica Lee sings where she says, I just got caught between someone I just invented, who I really am and who I've become. Like, <laughs> so good. I can't wait to hear that in the editing process. That's going to sound That's so bad. Perfect. Definitely put that on my MSN on multiple occasions. And um, I just love this song so much. Okay, wh- where do you want to go next, Nat? What's another song you love? If you've got another song you love. Of course I have another song I love. I was just making sure. You know what? It's good to like, we're in the emo ballads. You want to stick and let's there? Just, let's just first take a moment to bless Marina's Trench and for their emo ballads. Because this is all every album needs is bops and emo ballads. You have a bop, you have an emo ballad. Yeah. That makes a perfect record. Yeah. And they have not one, but two emo ballads, two very different messages. One is very much um, love. And the second that we're going to talk about is about, could be love, could be friendship, could be dogs, but we're going to talk about beside you. Okay. And we're going to cry. <laughs> we're going to cry because we already did that yesterday. So it's fine. <laughs> so it's fine. We, we got the crying out of the way. Now we can actually talk about the song. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. It's just, this song, I know it was like one of their like big ones that like when I don't, was this a single? It was a single. This was a single, yeah. On the radio. It was just like very unique to their sound. Like it wasn't just like an emo ballad, but it had like the oh, way, oh, way. and he had like the rain stick in the background. Like, chicka, 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 chicka. like it's very. What was that? Sorry, can you do it again? <laughs> chicka, 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 chicka. Oh yeah, the rain stick. Yeah, I got the it. rain stick. And it was very like um, not on like brand for them I would say but it's just so it was just so good and the passion that he had when he was singing the chorus with his like raspy voice he's like when your heart wears it sounds it almost sounds like he's like choking back like feelings as he's singing this song aren't we all just always choking back feelings (laughs) (laughs) yes you're like ah stop me I'm starting to feel again (laughs) 
But the best part is like the bridge where he's like, I'm just trying to keep it together because I could do or I could do worse and you could do better. That part. And it's like, Ugh. oh God, the song is just so good. I just like that. It's just, it's a good, we're here for each other kind of song. Yes, absolutely. I, okay. So I don't want to put a damper on this, but it's, it's, I see where you're coming from, but it's not one that I love off the record. Ooh. Plot twist. Ooh, didn't see that coming. Opposing opinions. I see where you're coming from. I think I, I, and like, I, I like elements of the song. I feel like I like the chorus. Like I love the, and when your heart wears thin, I will hold you up. I love the messaging behind it. I like the lyrics. I don't like the, oh, wait, oh, wait. Never been able to get behind it. And then there's like, there's like drum, like there's like a, it's like a really low. It's very like, I don't know. It reminds me of like Africa by Toto. Like it's very like. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like got tribal, but then there's like the away, yeah. away thing. And I'm like, that's wait. That's like also kind of like a wimbo, a wimbo. Like, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like, I think it was just, like, I, I remember liking it more so, I think when I was, you know, 15 years old. And then now listening to it, I just don't like it as much. Mm, that's fair. But, but I mean, it's, it's not my favorite song off the album, but I yeah. definitely like, it's like, it's a good one. But I can appreciate it from like, like when you sent, when you sent me the screenshot of you listening to it yesterday. And then I was just like, that's where I felt it in like my heart and my soul. Because yes, from like a friendship perspective, I totally see the appeal in this song. Yeah. I do appreciate that. And like, obviously when you have people in your life who you care about so much and who, especially now that you miss so much, hearing this song is just kind of like, it's like, I'll be right beside you. It's just like, oh, like they're always in your heart. They're always like, mm-hmm. people that you love are always here and they're, they're never going to leave you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's, that's just like an internal feeling or if it's in your heart. But I like the sentiment. It's just not my favorite Marion's Trench song. Sound wise. I get that. I Sound wise with my ears. With my ear holes. Yes. <laughs> with my ear holes. <laughs> it's not music to my ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to pick things back up and go to another like bop. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Do Which it. I think is celebrity status. Yeah. So, so good. Also, one of my favorite Mariana's Trench songs ever, very close to Good to You, All to Myself, up there for me. It took me an embarrassingly long time to again decipher some of these lyrics. Oh, the lyrics, I so fast. So many so words. So fast. So he he says in the pre-chorus, he says like um step one, step two, step three, repeat. And then that last part, I never knew what he was saying. Yeah. It's, I pray at the church of asses in the seats. Really? I pray at the church of asses in the seats. Da, da, oh my God. I feel like I was always just like, I pray at the simple asses in the seats. Basically. Like someone from The Sims being like, oh, Zaba. Basically, like I took me an embarrassingly long time. I literally never knew. Also I literally learned that today. I was today years old when I learned that. I was today years old when I realized what Josh Ramsey was saying. It was like just gibberish. But also, what is it? I pray like asses, like church and asses in the seat. <laughs> what does it mean? I pray at the church of asses in the seats, which is basically like, because the whole song is about like selling out and, and you know, having a status of celebrity. Um, and he's talking about how like a lot of musicians will, their motivation will lie in, in putting asses in the seats and selling out stadiums and oh. selling out, you know what I mean? I love how every single artist has a song about not selling out and then they all And then they out. sell out. <laughs> Well, like, I was, you're, you're a musician because you want to sell out. Like that's at the end of the day, you're going to, you're not there to just that's like, the whole goal. Music. Like you want to make money. Like you're going to sell out. hundred percent. Every it's, artist has this song. 
It's literally like Lucky by Britney Spears. Like she's so lucky. She's a star. Another Bob. (laughs) But also Cha-Ching by Headley. Same kind of thing. Oh, I hate that song. That was their worst song. I know. But then I was curious because I was like, so who copied who? Because it was around the same time. So who came out with the song first? Because the videos are also kind of similar. It's done like you know, cha-ching by Headley is done like, like mocking reality TV shows and people getting famous from essentially doing nothing. And so I like Googled it. So Masterpiece Theater came out in February, 2009 and cha-ching came out in August, 2009. So Headley, was that the show must go that album? Show must go. Yeah. So they copied Mariana's Trench, in my opinion. My favorite part of this song to sing is right after the, I pray at the church of asses in the seats part. He says, I disappear behind the beat, yeah. And it just like does this like, <laughs> yeah, and the lights and the smoke clears. And it's just so fun to sing along to. Definitely, definitely a bop. And the lyrics, like the lyrics aren't amazing. It's nothing particularly groundbreaking. But again, the jam is in there. It's like internal. I feel it. The beat is good. The rhythm is good. I'm all about, I'm all about celebrity status. Yeah. It's got claps in it. So, you know, I'm, I'm So in. you're there. I don't know where it's the claps are. I'm trying. It's interactive. I'm trying to think of where the claps happen. Uh, how does it start? How does the song start? Uh, it starts like do 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 do. Oh, look around, round, look around, look it over. Take it up, nap, take it up, and take it over. It, where are the are you sure there's claps in this one no, i'm not sure is it the look around right no is that cross my heart maybe no, no no that's this song look around round, look around round. yeah, that part, yeah. And, they, and then they start harmonizing look, look around, around round look around round look around round yeah yeah and then he goes into i'm trying i'm trying i'm, I'm trying, trying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it's a big tune it's a huge tune i like how the words slow down with the bwomp <laughs> what womp is it he's talking so fast in the verses but in the verses and he goes step one step two step and it's like bwomp, bwomp, bwomp. <laughs> so it aligns with the womp womps yeah yeah the, the sure, womp. sure 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 cool 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 <laughs> cool and I, I feel like uh the rhythm of his words in this song like in all of his songs really he uses his like the lyrics to create this like more of a he rhythm with his mouth with his mouth hole <laughs> He, 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 makes, he makes the good sounds with his mouth hole. Perfect. Right. Risotto. Perfect. Risotto. So, Nat, we've already talked about the song I Don't Love, which is Beside You. Is there another song in this album that you skip? Well, besides skipping all the masterpiece theaters because they're very long and you can't sing along to them, um, the one that I... I seem to, I must have always skipped it back in the day because I didn't remember it at all. And then I heard it and I was like, no wonder I don't remember it because it's very meh. Um, is Lover Dearest. Oh girl, I couldn't even quote anything from it. I have yeah, no idea. There was nothing to it. Like it was just, it was playing. And I was like, there's, there's no levels to this song. It was just like boring and plain. And that's all I have to say about it. I have no, uh, I don't even remember it. Is really. it kind of like ballady yeah it's like a ballad it's like the it's like the third what i was talking about before how there's like three emo ballads on the this sad jams yeah yeah, yeah. but this one kind of just sucks like it doesn't <laughs> i don't know like it just it did it seemed like it was like why put this in there it had it had no feeling it had no ups and downs no levels it was just kind of like Meh. it was like a filler yeah but like it's it wasn't even like a good filler like it wasn't even a filler that i would like 
listen to. Like we've talked about fillers before and sometimes you listen to fillers. It was forgettable. Like I, yeah. I don't think you're going to ever ask somebody on this. Like, I'm like, you're going to ask somebody on the street what their favorite Marianne's Trench song is. Probably not a realistic thing that's going to happen. <laughs> Hello. Tell me. Excuse me, random stranger. Uh, you know Marianne's Trench? What's your favorite like, song by that? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not going to be, like, I feel like where they excel has been in their big hits. Yeah. Y- usually I almost like, turn my nose up at the idea of people who are like, oh, my favorite song by Mariana's Trench is like all to myself. I'm like, of course you'd fucking say that. It's a single. How dare you? But (laughs) when it comes to them, I'm like, they're, I just don't think their deep tracks are as good as their hits. I think they, they, they carefully selected their singles because they were the, in fact, the best songs. They're hits for a reason. They're hits for a reason. They're hidden gems. Like Acadia, I would say is a hidden gem on this record everything else we talked about was released as a single. I enjoy them and they're entertaining to listen to when I'm listening to the album. But when I'm listening to a song and I'm trying to jam out, I'm going to skip it because it's hard to jam out to it. No, that's totally fair. I will, I will stand beside you on that. (laughs) Before we say goodnight on this lovely evening of Acadian Maple Sours and Mariana's Trench, we have to rate the album. So at this time, Nat, can you let me know what your final thoughts on Masterpiece Theater are and how many Acadian Maple Sours you would give this album out of five? This album, as soon as it started playing, I was like, like I knew all the words. This song or this whole album like came out of me like lava. Like I just like... Coming out of me like lava. (laughs) It's coming out of me like lava. (laughs) Like, anyways, like... (laughs) I took nine dogs already there in the back of my van. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, yeah, so like as soon as I heard like this album came on, like everything came back to me and like like so aggressively. Like I was just like, say, like I said before, saying the words that I didn't even know that I knew and I didn't know what was coming next. My body was just like reacting to this album. Like you've lived this album. You know this album. Here are the words. I mean, the feeling that I had when listening to this album was, awesome it was so it was just a great feeling this album has everything that we've ever wanted bops and emo ballads coming together as one they just and they have a recipe for their songs that makes it work so well that every single song is just so good and it makes my emo heart happy so i would give this album 4.75 oh damn acadian whiskey sours Maple sours, but close. Maple sours. 4.75. It feels good. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I, it felt right when I was thinking about it. Cause I was like, they're, you know, they don't have a lot of meat to them. They don't have a lot of like. They're not masterpieces, they're, pun intended. They're not, yeah. They're not masterpieces, but I feel good when I listen to them and it still feels good listening to them after all this time. And that's so important. And we wore a, glasses to show that time. Time had passed. Had passed. <laughs> Um, it's interesting for me talking about this record today because again, we've had the luxury of being on this podcast and talking about, it's our 26th episode. So talked about 25 albums up until now, varying genres, varying styles, um, a lot of different ratings. And we've done, like I said, this is our third emo record that we've done. Uh, You and I have always done the emo records when you come on the pod. And I feel like had I done this album earlier in the podcast, like if it was like my first or second episode, I'd probably be giving it a higher rating. But after doing From Under the Cork Tree and Black Parade by My Chemical Romance, like 
I find myself wondering like, okay, am I just giving it a high score in the, because it's a good pop punk record or is it a great record overall? Like, I feel like that's, that's the factor that I'm having issues with right now, because I don't know if this would be a record that I could listen to all the time forever. I don't know if I could say that with confidence, especially relative to something like Black Parade, which is one of my favorite albums of all time. If I were to just think about like Canadian pop punk, I'd say this is a star record. I'd give it at least a four out of five. I think I'm going to go with a three in the grand scheme of albums in general. If I need, if I'm broadening my scope, I got, I got to give it a three, but it's, but it's a strong three. It could potentially be pushed (laughs) to a three and a half. It's like, it's a, it's a good album. It's a fun album. It makes me happy listening to it, but I don't know if I could pass this off to everybody and be like, like, you know, like your kids, you're like, listen to these songs. That's a fair point. Yeah. So it was just interesting for me to think about it from that lens. But I think that, I think that goes for a lot of the music that I listened to when Mm -hmm. I was, you know, 14. Like I, I don't know if I would necessarily, you know, give a Headley album the best rating anymore, but but then something like MCR, I felt like stood the test of time for me. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it it, it really depends. I think, I think you also have like a very strong connection to music. And I mean, you have such a diverse um, range of things that you listen to as well. So it makes sense that like something like this, that isn't a masterpiece. It isn't like amazing would have a different rating for you than for me when this was like literally my life for like a whole year. Yeah. I think a lot of what I'm feeling is built on the nostalgia factor as well and how good it made me feel like yesterday listening to it. (laughs) 100%. But again, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that too, because it it doesn't. And Mm -hmm. I was, I was happy listening to it and I was living like when I was listening to it, I was like, man, this, this took me back to 15-year-old Kiara, and 15-year-old Kiara is very happy right now. Natalie, Nat, Natalia, wanted to thank you. I like, for- I like the levels. It's like Natalie, and then you go down to Nat, and then you go way up to Natalia. Yeah, keep them guessing, you know? I wanted to thank you so much for coming back on the pod. As always, such a pleasure to have you on, and congratulations on your join- on joining the Five Timers Club on Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. Like the Mile High Club, but... But different. Without planes without planes and other things that's not you gotta do it different. To go out here <laughs> having you here nat it's like the perfect risotto <laughs>